Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I have a tough time with, or had years prior, much tougher time with that exact thing where it'd be gray all day. Yeah. You know, I'd take a nap. I'd wake up in the dark. I'd wake up twice in the dark. You know, it was just tough, right? So I would mention this to people like, man, you know, I... You know, I hear about this, like, seasonal mood change thing. Like, you know, I, I hope I don't have that because this is just, this just stinks. So one Christmas, I get this gift. My mom gives me a gift. And I open it up, and I'm thinking, you know, and it was like the last gift. She'd, she gave me a couple of small things. She gave me this thing, made a big deal out of it. So I take the wrapping off, and I look at it. It's a seasonal depression lamp. <laughs> A mood lamp. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, that made me change myself more than anything. So I was like, my own mother, who's out Christmas shopping for me in this joyful time of year, the thing that she thinks about more than anything is a seasonal depression lamp. So apparently what you do is you plug this thing in in the wintertime, you like sit under it. So it gives you like fake sun to make you feel better. <laughs> oh, okay. And I just, I said, you have to return this. <laughs> I'm never going to use this damn thing. And I need to go and fix myself. Yeah, point well taken, mama. Appreciate <laughs> it. I got it from here, okay? Go get your money back. Depression lamp. I appreciate you caring about me so much <laughs> to the extent you get me a seasonal depression lamp. I didn't even knew those existed. <laughs> yeah. Wow. They, yep. They Sound do. a little love. Yeah, it was. It was out of love. And she was very upset that it upset me. You know, she didn't like that. But, you know, I said and at that point, I got to do something about this. Wow. Yeah, it was several years ago. Mm. So, anyway. You're you, better. You got to be careful about this time of year is what I'm trying to say. Gray, dark all the time. Yeah, that's you know? true. It's, it's amazing ugly. the effect the sun has on you. Yeah, oh, of course. You know? We get our vitamin D, our vibrancy, all that good stuff, man. And then it gets dark. The good thing, though, even though it's been freezing cold, the sun has been out. Albeit just a few hours, it has right. been out. Now, you can deal with the cold, I would think, a little bit more. That the fact that the sun is out and it's not rainy or it's not cloudy and gloomy or, or even snowing. So that's cool. Yeah, it is. All right. So you're doing well, though, outside of that? I'm doing Great. You're doing great? Can you read lips? Yeah, you, yeah. Doing, you almost said it, too. I'm great. You're doing great. How about you? I'm doing real Gloom and bad. doom. No, right? no, no, I'm not gloom and doom. I told you. I did, That's did right. Lot of, I've done a well, lot. I just wanted to check because sometimes you lie. I'm not gloom and doom at all. Really? No, not you're, even. You're not going to go all John Dorsey on us today? No, no, no. I'm not going to do that. No? Just no. kick the guys who were in there before you? Yeah, and I when I saw this, and if people missed it, the new general manager of the Browns, the latest smart guy that's going to become mm. dumb, he decided to take the opportunity in an interview to slam Sashi Brown, the previous general manager. And I want to like this. 
And in any other organization, I probably would like this. Okay, you come in with confidence. Clearly that team is a disaster, and you want to create a new environment, a little bit of an edge, and tell the fans that I'm here to save the day. I don't have a problem with that. However, when you have watched person after person that have come in there with the same expectations as Dorsey, and by the way, these hires that the Browns made, is at least in general manager, were never panned when they happened. Like when when you go back and think about, I mentioned Mike Lombardi and Joe Banner when those guys were there. Ray Farmer, when Ray Farmer was hired, people couldn't say enough good things about Ray Farmer. That guy hasn't gotten a job since, I don't think. When Sashi Brown, people would say, wow, this is one of the smartest guys in football. You know, he's not really a football guy, but he's going to be a huge asset mm-hmm. to that. So every person that takes a job ends up coming in with high expectations and lauded and leaves a total buffoon. So that's why if you're Dorsey, let your action speak. Do something there first, and then you don't have to talk about it because everybody will know about it. That's it. I would I would walk quietly and carry a big stick. And here's a guy that's stepped into a scene that has been so terrible in terms of wins and losses, and yet he's all bombastic. He's poking his chest out as if he can come in there and he can sprinkle some fairy dust and immediately turn this team around because if he doesn't, on the heels of these comments, he's going to look so terribly bad. And he be the first one out out of the facility because of these comments. He comes in and he wails against the previous staff. And, yes, they deserve criticism. Sashi Brown comes in with the analytics. And I didn't, I didn't think when it first was announced that they were going to bring in a Sashi Brown or anyone that is uh, well-versed in analytics. I didn't think it was applicable to football. And we had Phil Savage on yesterday, voice of the, the uh, color analyst for the um, – Alabama Christmas Tide, and of course the former GM there in Cleveland, and he agrees it's not applicable because of the little nuances of football as compared to basketball and baseball. So that being said, uh, why would you come in? It's it's well documented that those before you who have sat in that chair for the Cleveland Browns have not done well. We understand that. And they get enough criticism, deservedly so. You don't have to come in and have pile on. You just come in, keep your head down, and you turn this thing around. When you turn it around, then you can go out and you can criticize those who were your predecessors. But to come in, a guns are blazing right now. That was amazing. And to say these guys are not players, uh, we don't have good players. Well, I've been on bad teams. We have Jim Morrow yesterday. We had some good defense, but on the other side of the ball, I don't mean to throw it, you know, throw my uh, my former teammates well, on the Jim, bus, but I will. Jim but, Everett was terrible, right? Yeah. <sighs> Three Pick six in one game. We hold the Carolina Panthers 160 yards of total offense and still lose. Yeah. Anyway, so that sums that up. Uh, he didn't play so well when he was with the Saints, when he was with the Rams. All pro seems like every season. That being said, I've been on some bad teams, college, pro, and was it necessarily the the the, the cause of that was because we had bad players? No. Uh, but you bring in a different coach, and we turn things around. That happened at the college game, uh, somewhat at, in, in, at the pro level. So you bring in a different mindset, and even with those same players who have looked horrible previously, you can turn things around. You can set a standard and bring in a philosophy that will bring some success to your organization. This was the quote from Dorsey, if you missed it yesterday. I'll come straight out with it. <laughs> the guys who were here before and that system – They didn't get real players. Now, here's another problem 
with that statement is the effect that it's going to have on the players that were drafted by that previous regime. Like, Miles Garrett. I would feel like, if I'm Miles Garrett, I want to hear from John Dorsey. What do you mean? I was a number one overall pick in the draft. What do you mean I'm not a real player? Right. And I don't think that that's necessarily accurate, that there weren't real players. And they may have two top five picks this year with the way things shake out. And, and maybe, and I don't know if it would have happened, but maybe if they stuck with Sashi Brown, got two more top five picks, one of those guys is a quarterback, maybe they do find their next guy. And then Dorsey ends up doing it, and he ends up being a genius. You know, I don't know. But there are a lot of players because the Browns kept trading down, trading down, trading down, accumulating picks, all that stuff. There were a lot of guys since Sashi Brown came in as the GM that were drafted by Sashi Brown. So does he have to go and talk to every one of those guys now? And the ones he thinks are real players, tell them they're real players, and the other ones not talk to them and basically send a message that we think you stink? Well, if I'm a player on that team, I'm upset when I hear those comments. You take it personally. Uh, there's no other way you can take it other than to say sit there and, and say he was talking about me directly. If if Saucy Brown brought me in, the other guys before Saucy brought me in, and now he, this guy's saying we're not real players. Have we played up to our potential? Now you have to have that internal deliberation and 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 and, and be honest with yourself. And, and also maybe he was trying to send a message. Maybe he was trying to light a fire underneath these guys, and maybe they need to be more harsh in that facility. And I don't, I don't know what Hugh Jackson is saying to this football team from week to week, but now you have someone who's not necessarily coaching them. He's buying the ingredients, but he's not cooking them. Hugh Jackson has to do that in his staff. So maybe you need someone outside of Hugh Jackson that can ruffle a few feathers, and this team will take notice and, and maybe play better. Uh, as I said a moment ago, you can bring in a different regime. You can bring in a different coaching philosophy. You can bring in someone that, that will implement uh, a different strategy and that can uplift your locker room and that can help take your locker room to uh, different heights and, and, and also can demoralize your locker room. It depends on your approach. This was a heavy-handed approach. He came out. He was blunt. He didn't mince words. He just came straight right out and said it. He cut Kenny Britt, who signed a four-year, $32 million deal, and Kenny Britt, uh, who was with the uh, the Rams, and, and, and then I think he was Tennessee before that. Now he's with yep. the Patriots. They immediately uh, uh, picked him up. Apparently but, he was out constantly in Cleveland. Yeah. And yeah, he, 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 didn't, he didn't exhibit the uh, leadership skills and the character that uh, John Dorsey thought they needed there, which is fine. Uh, but the Patriots, they see a fit. Uh, form in their in in, in their uh, organization, and they don't necessarily need him to come in and be a leader. They have enough leader. They have the ultimate leader in Tom Brady. This young team, they need leaders. They need professionals. They need someone that can come in and not just collecting a check, but someone who's going to show these other guys the right way to go about winning in the National Football League. So maybe he will soften his approach uh, the longer he's there. Because uh, we've seen this before. Remember Tom Coughlin when he was with Jacksonville oh, when yeah. they first came into the league? And remember when he was with the Giants? Yeah, they and, hated him. And yeah. then in 2007, he came in a little softer and they ended up winning yep. the Super Bowl. There right you here. go. But it's easier to come in and be a force and drop the hammer and and then lessen the blow, you know, loosen up a little bit down the road than it is to come in and be all soft and kind and, and Pollyannish. And then you try to levy you know, some some harsh right. words uh, on a football team. You got to come in and you got to be forceful and you got to let them know this is how we're going to roll from here on out. And then once that takes hold, then you can pull back a little bit. 
Yeah, I don't know if this type of motivation works with today's professional athlete. I, I really don't. If there's and we talked about motivation with Jim Mora yesterday and a coach and a general manager, two different things. A coach has more opportunities for motivation than a GM does, but it really comes down to what type of players do you have? You know, and I don't know if that's the definition of real players for Dorsey, but, you know, self-motivated guys that absolutely care everything they do and, and, and these things we talked about yesterday. So, I, I mean, if you're, if you're someone who wasn't motivated prior to these comments, are you going to be motivated now by them? It, it can work, Owing 14, whatever they are, okay, going well, 13. Well, do you like your job? Okay, do you like your Have you just been getting along and, and, and just doing the bare minimum? That, that's the question these guys have to ask themselves. I've been there. We've discussed it. You asked uh, Coach Moore about it yesterday. You know, how do you motivate guys? You know, are you just happy with the lifestyle? You, you're cool with saying, I have a, that NFL shield on my check. Uh, and and then you you figure out whether or not you love the game and, and whether or not you can be a better person. And and sometimes we need to be poked and prodded. And, and the same in this locker room. So you're going to find out a lot about those guys who are in there. And, and I know they've gone through 13, 14 games already, but now you have a new sheriff in town and he's coming after you hard and heavy. And, and so you, once again, do that internal deliberation and find out whether or not your job means something to you. And if, if you're not going to land or stick with the Cleveland Browns, someone else is watching that film as well. So uh, you, you, you're auditioning for your new GM, and you're also auditioning for maybe a, a new employer down the road. So it's I, I like it to a certain extent. Now, it can go either way. It depends on how sensitive the player is. Uh, you can take this as an affront, or you can say, okay, I'm going to show you I'm a damn good player. Yeah, and I don't know why Hugh Jackson's been lauded throughout this whole process. I mean, you would think that if he's a gr- as great of a coach as everybody says, and Dorsey in the same interview was talking up Hugh Jackson like he was Parcells, uh, he's won one game in two years. <laughs> you would think that he'd do better than that even with that talent. I mean, there's some bad teams out there. I mean, think about the Texans last year with Osweiler, how bad they were offensively. You know, even with DeAndre there, they, they couldn't do anything. But somehow they made it to the playoffs and won a playoff game. Excellent defense. Yeah, okay. Well, they got a, They don't have a bad defense. They got a really good run defense in Cleveland. Their pass defense, not so much, but they could stop mm-hmm. the run. I, I don't. I just don't understand. I've never seen anybody be that bad. I mean, think about Ben McAdoo. Ben McAdoo went to the playoffs the year before with an 11-5 and record and then ended up having this terrible season. There were other factors. But he got fired before the season ended. Hugh Jackson has won one game, hasn't won one this year. A new GM comes in and starts kissing his butt? What the hell he is did. that? He did. He, said he likes the interaction Jackson and his staff have They have with the players uh, in practice. Uh, and so, you know, he's saying it with his own two eyeballs, and he's been around the block, of course. So he, uh, thus far, is liking what he's seeing. And, and Jimmy Haslam, uh, he came out and said that Jackson would be back in 2018. So, amazing. Uh, more power to you, Hugh. Yeah, I guess so. If you're able to pull that off, but they need be, continuity. Got to be and a sorcerer of I, some sort. <laughs> I understand that uh, that uh, that they're, they've only won one ball game, but they need some continuity. And, and going back to the previous regime, look at all the great players at the one position. I shouldn't say great, but they're looking damn good right now. One was up for the MVP before he went down last week against the other one who was playing damn good. Looks like a totally different player this season with a new coach. 
uh, in Sean McVay. So look at the pieces they allowed to get away from them. It is, was that on Hugh Jackson, or was that on the, the guys in that personnel department who felt like, ah, oh, no, we don't, we don't need to spend the number one pick on a golf or a, a, a Wentz. We'll go with Deshaun Kaiser, who should have stayed his butt in college. In the three years we've done this show, I think that probably the way things went, we ended up talking more about Cleveland sports than anything else. Mm. No, well, yeah, because of the, the, the Browns and the Cavaliers, yeah, ineptitude and greatness. I think that we probably talked more Cleveland sports Cleveland. Than, than any other city. Talking about Cleveland, yeah, we are talking about mm, Cleveland. Cleveland. You know, uh, Home Alone was filmed in Cleveland. Yeah, the legendary, yes, comedy Cleveland. Home Alone, Cleveland. That's yeah. that's interesting, right? Huh. I know. So oh, Cleveland, I, I don't know how I feel about that. I think I'm 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 full. You're full. You're done. Cleveland. You don't need don't more, Cleveland. more Cleveland. The classic. Yeah, the classic, Home Alone. I'm done with Cleveland. Cleveland, leave me the hell alone. Get out of my life. Yeah. Okay, Cleveland. All right, uh, coming up next. What? There's a member of this staff Uh who made his television debut last night. What? And not only did that person make their television debut last night, they made it with their pet. We'll explain right after this. This is Kevin from Youngstown, and every day I start my morning with listening to Gio and Jones in the morning. And thunder at his ass. <laughs> what? It's like William Wallace. Oh, man. Remember that scene? No. Oh, come on, man. Did you see Braveheart? No. Oh, my goodness, no. What? I can't watch stuff like that. I told you I can't watch anything pre-car. Oh. <laughs> can't do it. I can't watch anything pre-car. I can't get into it. <laughs> That's right. You don't anything, like anything, Yeah, anything fantasy or pre-car, I'm out. You don't like Westerns? Like, no. Like, forgive me? Oh. No. Great one, huh? Wow. You just shot an unarmed man. Why? Why? Well, he should have armed himself. I mean, it's just so not me. Like, westerns and a horse and a well, saloon and, like, a what? <laughs> the saloon is like, you. Yeah. Right, right, right. The saloon you can identify with. No. Yeah, you no, can. No. If drinks there. Yeah, I guess, but, I mean, I don't know, like, the tumbleweed and the... Uh, That's a West Texas tree, man. Tumbleweed. <laughs> Like you, I get it. That's where you grew up. Now you would think the same thing for me, right? Like I like I showers, yeah. new clothes every day. Yeah. If I could time travel, I might want to live like in the Wild West. I don't know why I'm so yep. intrigued by it. Like you but grew up on and salon, you know, like the, the swinging doors in the saloon. Oh, it's so mm-hmm. stupid. Code Stupid! The, I could be sheriff. Where are all the white women at? Yeah, you know, not even that. You could be the sheriff, the undertaker, the insurance. Yes. They all do those things. We wouldn't get paid a lot, but yeah. No. Deadwood, great show. See, it all depends on where you grew up. You grew up watching Clint Eastwood in westerns, mm-hmm. and I grew up watching Woody Allen. Like that's what. Whoa. It's just. A, I mean, wow. it's true. Juxtapose that. It a is six foot three. Like that's what. It, tall, drank a water. That my man, he'd be my man if I was on the other side. He's your Tom Hanks. <laughs> yes. And Woody Allen. Yeah, that's wow. what I mean. That's what I was watching. Whew. That's what I was growing up on. <laughs> you know? That was your cowboy. Westerns. Woody. <laughs> yeah, I just ha- I have a tough time with older movies, too. Oh, I love old movies. Black uh, and white movies. Oh. When I would, when I was mm. growing up, mm. it, mm. that Turner Classic movie channel yes. was always on in my house. Yes. Oh, I couldn't stand that. You know, 14-year-old me going downstairs to get a snack, and then there'd be some, you know, Clark Gable movie yeah, on man. Well, Mrs. Jenkins, there's no way that I will leave this house without the contract signed. Oh, please! You know, like I do declare. Yeah, I do declare <laughs> that your attitude is not sufficient for a particular conversation. 
off. You can learn something from those old movies, man. Come on. Yeah, how to not make that. <laughs> what? Like the old Frank Sinatra movies? No? Uh, I mean, I, lo- I love anything Sinatra. All right. I love anything there Sinatra. You go. But the way sp- people spoke Robin back then, Robin in the too, Seven Hoods. It wasn't like that's not like movies today because and I think this is because of the audio equipment mm-hmm. is they can speak like they want to. They, they normally speak like back then they had to project so much, you know, and, and that's just not how people are. I'm here to mail a letter. Like people don't do that. You know, like, <laughs> like it's too overactive. You're watching the wrong black and white movies, man. Cary Grant didn't do that in his old movies. Yeah, I don't know. It's just not me. Jack Lemmon to do that in the apartment. We got to get to this thing. What thing? Mikey B? Well, how or Petey B? How'd you know it was Mike? Well, he's on my pet. Who wants to sit around with Scowl and Pete? No. <laughs> uh, pick, an, pick an animal. Well, I Maybe mean, a scorpion. Score <laughs> scorpion. <laughs> Sting his ass. Maybe a smile. <laughs> Take that. Uh-oh. You hit a chord. He's smiling. Lie, Stanley. you smile. I see it. No. Hey, man, don't fight the feelings. Smile. <laughs> don't even try. <laughs> so, no, he's smiling. Look. Yeah. We got uh, a live one. It's totally fake. Yep. Right. So he's just doing that to, so we move yeah, on. A scorpion reference. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> he's going to pull his voodoo doll out from under the board and stick you in your head again. I better bring security my last day on the job, right? <laughs> Probably. Coop. <laughs> Coop. Look out for that one. Uh, all right. So <laughs> Mikey B is, he's, he loves a couple of things, right? Mm-hmm. He loves his wife. Mm-hmm. Yep. He loves his cat. Yep. He loves the Nets. Yeah. So all of them really came together yesterday, especially two of them. So there is a segment that the Nets do, the Brooklyn Nets do, during their broadcast called Where's Brooklyn At, right? Mm. Where Brooklyn At. Where Brooklyn At. That's bad English, but we'll go with And it's basically people who are home watching the game that tweet pictures and they feature them. Right. They, it's basically people go around the world. They're in their Nets garb and they tweet them out. It's W-E-A-R for where Brooklyn at. Right. Where, where Brooklyn at. Right. A, a nice little punt. During the previous game was a father and son like in Finland or something. Okay. With their wow. Nets gear yeah, all over the place. Yeah. All right. So they did a pet edition last night on where Brooklyn at. Hmm. Now, Mikey B was actually at the game. Right. So he didn't, you didn't see this on the broadcast. First time all year, I'm not watching. <laughs> yeah, first time all year. He's at the game. He does not see this, but I guess your wife was watching the game. Correct. And she texted and said, Oh my God, I can't believe it. We've made it. Cats and Dogs edition of Where Brooklyn At. Do you remember Damari Carroll's cat suit? Yeah. Well, it was inspirational. Was that a cat? <laughs> Keep going, brother. <laughs> Leon Baseglia loved it. And now, little Leon is a huge Carroll fan. 14 months old, lives with his owner, Mike, in Bloomfield, New Jersey. Thank you to Leon and Matt. Notice how owners <laughs> Matt! <laughs> is this not so Mikey B? Matt! Like, like he, get, he gets on television. Oh. Ian Eagle is talking right. about him. His hero <laughs> is talking about him. He's not there to see it. He's oh. at the game. And then Ian Eagle, who hasn't made a mistake in his career, <laughs> calls him by the wrong name. Uh, you also miss him go, have you noticed when owners and pets are looking alike as they move on because of the oh. picture of Mike and Leon face to face? Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know. I, 
So Mike looks like a cat. Wow. Thank you to Leon and Matt. Oh, and you're going to have Ion on next week, right? Yeah. Oh, you got to get it. We were. Oh, we were. I mean, think about this. That is hilarious. He did get your name right the first time. Yeah. Yeah. And he got Biseglia right. And he got Biseglia right. He said the wrong name the second time. Which is amazing. I mean, mean, this guy does how many games this time of year? 20 a week. And he never makes a mistake. We had him come on here to pronounce Giannis Antetokounmpo perfectly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) To be the judge of it. And he calls you Matt. What's up, Matt? Five seconds after he calls you Mike. Yeah, I mean, this is you. It this really is, is the universe. This is what the universe does to you. Some good, some bad, <laughs> but we're all smiling. At least he got he, he got Leon right. Thank you to Leon and Matt. <laughs> Can you play the part where something is that right after it's, that? Yeah, it's right after that, where he says that uh, owners and pets are looking alike. I didn't you notice how owners can look like I their cats know. after a while. <laughs> wow, I feel for Leon now. Uh. I can tweet out the video. That's yeah, you got it. Brian yeah. has to see the I picture. You <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. have Mike. to see the picture that of Mike. That was going to be the, the next cat. question. I want to see the picture. Just right. be nice to me, Brian. <laughs> yeah, no no <laughs> chance. I've been nice to you for three years, dude. <laughs> After see- Why yeah. would anything change now? <laughs> All right. Three long years. We've been the best of pals. Now, y'all may want to watch out for that lightning. <laughs> Remember when Mike was doing Body by Biseglia mm-hmm. and he tweeted out a salad? <laughs> Remember that? The picture of the salad, and he was holding the bowl. Do you remember this? And the look on his face. Like, take that look on his face and make it ten times worse. Oh. <laughs> and you got the picture of him with the cat. It's amazing. Come on, Mike. Put it out. <laughs> what? Uh, I wonder if Leon knows. Like, does, Le- does, Leon, know- <laughs> does Leon know he was on television last night? Does Leon's Leon- like... <laughs> yeah, I'm glad to cats. be out of the woods, but damn. <laughs> Leon's like, you had to call me Leon Baseglia? <laughs> Can you just leave it at Leon? <laughs> Stand alone? <laughs> right. I don't, I'm not claiming that. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> Leon Baseglia. <laughs> oh, he's wearing a Nets jersey, by the way, in that picture, Leon. Well, I mean, you yeah. can't put cats in jerseys. They hate that stuff. Not Leon, he loves it. Cats he loves his jersey. No, they don't. He asked me for it. Oh, God. All right. Well, go to G. Owen Jones on Twitter at G. Owen Jones while it still exists. And there will be <laughs> there will be a video up momentarily of where Brooklyn at. <laughs> so you can watch <laughs> Leon Viseglia. Yeah, that was that was from the other day. <laughs> Brian just noticed the, the the tweet picture of the green tea bag. He just realized that. Just now. That was only I last week. I don't go to the Twitter How? page of Geo Jones. And what? Read the date on that. <laughs> uh, November thirtieth. <laughs> Still funny. He just he just saw it. I don't go to the page. I don't. Okay. Yeah, none of that. All right, I will get that scorpion for you. <laughs> All right. Uh, Who are you advising? I don't remember now what that was about. Oh, Who's... Herm Edwards. Oh, Herm. oh, yeah, when I was doing the Herm Edwards impersonation. Do you have the longer version there? Is it sitting right there so we can play it in context? I don't want no old pictures of penises drawn on people's faces while they're sleeping. <laughs> Whatever y'all do in that fraternity house. Yeah, none of that. So bad at this. <laughs> it's amazing that that's where you went. It is amazing you went right there. I never heard you say that. Ever. 
What happened to you? Like of all the curses, <laughs> all the things, the insults you've said, that never came out of your mouth until that moment on the air. Anyway. Is that why he left UCLA? <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunate. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> No. Every every day again. Get it out of here. No. Come on, Troy. <laughs> and I know you're the man everything, but <laughs> oh. Stop. <laughs> See <laughs> so mean. All right. Oh, bad. You got an update? Don't yeah, we got an update. <laughs> Damn it. When yeah. you get some of your own treatment. Uh, yeah. So LeBron James won Lonzo Ball. Nothing. The King won their first ever meeting, 121-112 in Cleveland last night. LeBron is 59th career triple-double. 25 points, 12 rebounds, 12 assists. His team has won 16 to 17. Defensively, we're playing inspired ball. Offensively, moving the ball, sharing the ball, and everyone's in a great rhythm. You know, you're not. Doesn't mean everyone shoots the ball extremely well, you know, every night, but everyone's in a good rhythm. Everyone feels a part of what we're trying to do, and we want to continue to build off that. Lonzo had 13 points and 11 assists in the loss. 36 points for Kevin Durant. The Warriors' eighth straight win, 112-97 over the Mavs. The Pistons snapping their seven-game slot, 105-91 in Atlanta. The T-Wolves handle the Kings, 119-96, 30 points, 14 boards, 5 assists for Carl Anthony Towns. And the Knicks disappointed Leon Biseglia and the Nets, 111-104. But KP leaving early in the third with a sore left knee. A left shoulder injury knocked Trevor Simeon out in the second quarter of Thursday Night Football in Indy. So in came Brock Osweiler. From the shotgun, Osweiler takes the snap, steps up, takes off inside the 10. To the end zone, he dives, touchdown, Brock Osweiler. Kenny Albert on Westwood one, Osweiler adding a pair of touchdowns through the air as the Broncos scored the final 18 points of the night to beat the Colts 25-13. Simeon will have an MRI today to determine the severity of his injury. Cardinals running back Adrian Peterson reportedly headed to IR with the neck injury he suffered in late November. Oklahoma leading rusher Rodney Anderson will not be charged with sexual assault after accusations from a university employee. West Virginia QB Will Greer says he'll return for his senior season. And on ice, goalie Marc-Andre Fleury faced the Penguins for the first time since Vegas took him in the expansion draft. 24 saves and a 2-1 win on the strip. You got a little pride in that too, right? You want to do well, you want to win that game. And um, you know, I was proud of the way our teammates, my teammates, all they played tonight and uh, helped me out. Who is that? Marc-Andre Fleury. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's me. Okay. Hello. The Lightning got their sixth straight win, 4-1 in Arizona. Nashville blanked Edmonton 4-zip, and the Blackhawks dropped the Jets 5-1. Mike, Mike looks like Jack Nicholson in The Shining in that picture with, with Leon. Oh, you got it? Uh, yeah. It looks so creepy. Well, that's actually a compliment. Mm. Mm. I'm surprised you went there. It didn't go somewhere Movie else. Movie reference that transcends race. Honey, I'm home. Mm-hmm. How do you really feel about this? You really, it, it's cool, but you're disappointed, or I mean, what are your what are your emotions? It's cool. It was fun to watch. I wish I ain't got my name right. That would have been nice, but I really, I'll live. You got it right. First once. world problems here. Yeah, on go. TV, big. It's more about name. Leon than you, dude. Oh, he's the star. I yeah. get it. Cool. <laughs> it, yeah, mm-hmm. if he would have gotten Leon's name wrong, that would have that would have hurt. Me. I would not have been here this morning. Leon, and he got Baseglia right. Leon Baseglia. I know. <laughs> Hoya Jones. I didn't know Hoya had a last name. Okay. Nobody calls me Matt, too. It ne- 
That actually doesn't happen at all, that mistake. <laughs> of course it doesn't. Your name is Mike. What oh, is I'm trying to rationalize it. Wow. It's the, like there's just certain things that happen to people, you know? Yeah. And, and it's uh, there's no explanation for it. But this thing is just so Mike's life. Like I remember Rich Ackerman when he, who works here at CBS Sports Radio, does the weekend football shows. He went to when Regis was still doing the Regis and Kelly show. He went to that show. It's like filled with women in the audience, right? It's like all women. And they had some like spa day woman experience thing that they were giving away. So (laughs) it was on in the newsroom at WFAN. So people like, hey, uh, Axe at this taping, you know? So we're sitting there watching it. And they give away this, this thing. And Ack won it. And it's, it's like, and so Regis is like reading the, the raffle number. He's like, 42599. And then Ack's like, that's got it. Right. He stands up and he like won some spa vacation where he got All like right. manicures and facials or something or whatever. All right, there. What's going on there, Chief? What are you saying this like morning, Chief? Like all these disappointed fifty-year-old women that right. were waving, and it's act. All right, there. Thank you. All right. So it's just things Next like that. Him, <laughs> spa treatment. Just happened to certain people. For the man who hadn't had a woman since a woman had him. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> well, should I do my update? How do I <laughs> wait? Didn't you already do yeah, it? Yeah, just. The usual awkward transition. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know what? Here's a good thing. I'm going to take a beat. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Did you care about that Thursday night football game last night? Uh, Care. That's an interesting word. Uh, (laughs) No. Was it on my radar? Yes. Because I watched it. Did At least you? the majority of it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I don't think I've been, at least this season, less interested in a football game, mm-hmm. period. And there's a couple of reasons. One, just those two teams are just totally out of it and uninteresting and aren't playing good football. Yep. Now, that's the major part of it. Also, Thursday night, no fantasy action at all for me in, in any way, shape, or form, those two teams. So there was that. <laughs> <laughs> I had a really busy day. Yep. And I was just exhausted at that point. Right. And and also I was way more interested in Nick's Nets last night than I was this game. Hmm. So I don't think there's been a game this season in the actually I know for a fact there hasn't been a game this season in the NFL I had less interest in than last night's game. Huh. There you go. Interesting. There you go. Uh, just Thursday Thursday night no, games no. or just period across the board. Period. Okay. Everything. Huh. Period. I yeah. can see that happening. So, yeah, not not really a lot to circle in terms of uh, a particular guy you want to you want to watch, even <laughs> if the teams are bad. Right? Like who would? I mean, who was the best? Well, you, we we actually talked about this the other day. You said Von Miller. You'd want to watch him. Yeah, want to watch Von? I guess. Yeah. Ty especially, Hilton, especially going out going up against the uh, uh, offensive line like that. Now they've given up fifty two sacks on you, Jacoby. But says like, take me back to. To New England. Uh, Von, Akeem Tlaib, you always want to watch Akeem Tlaib, man. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, come it. on. He may shank somebody. That's what we said. That's yeah. the only reason yeah. why. Now, Jim Irsay was talking about Andrew Luck and said there's nothing ominous in his shoulder, mm. which I don't know what that would necessarily mean. Ominous? I mean, can you look at a shoulder and 
or any body part and predict the future? There, there like, are no I don't foreign objects floating around. Yeah, not ominous. Like yeah. I don't. I just Nothing. don't. Maybe he was on his meds, and that's why he used the word ominous. Totally botched that whole thing, man. Totally. Botched. You think they botched it? I, I I think they, and and we've had this discussion. Andrew Luck wanted to play, even though he was playing behind a woeful offensive line. He wanted to play with that injury, and he went as long as he could with that injury because this is something that occurred a couple seasons ago, and he's been trying to play through that pain, and 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 you you try to uh, eliminate as much of it as you can with uh, cortisone and, and other methods, and and then it got to a point where hey. Uh, we can't kick the down, kick the co- uh, can down the road. We've got to take uh, care of this situation right now, and, and they did. I, 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 only way they botched it is by Andrew Luck because he had a say in this. I would like to believe, and and saying, and the trainers saying, "Hey, we, you can go with this if you can take the pain." Well, here's another reason why they botched it. You just said their offensive line, how bad it's been, how many sacks. It's been like that for years. He's been getting crushed back there. Now Brissett's dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Every quarterback that's played behind that Colts offensive line gets laid out every single game. And it game. doesn't matter how athletic you are. Uh, Andrew Luck is more athletic than people give him credit for. Jacoby Brissett is a true dual threat guy when he wants to be. And yet, he has been sacked 52 times. That yeah. is just terrible. Yeah, th- those two teams should not and, play. And that's where they have... Uh, uh, falling short, and they being the the, the Colts, current uh, brass, and then and then the previous guy was it Grigson? Why would you not shore up your offensive line when you or, have your franchise quarterback well, I don't in think place? It's a, I don't think it's a matter of we're just not going to do it. I think they made bad decisions. You know, I, I don't think that they're saying ah, we'll just throw anybody out there. I just think they couldn't make the right decisions to be able to make sure that they could protect the quarterback. Well, you you. Protect your your prize, and, and Andrew Luck is your prize. He's your 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 now and your future, and you do nothing to surround him with uh, protection. That that just it's mind boggling because football has never changed. Blocking and tackling, and that seems uh, simple, which is not. But you build from within. You build from inside out, and you get your quarterback in place, and then you worry about that offensive line. You worry about your defensive line because you're going to have to win ball games in the trenches, and, and yet. I don't. I can't say that's been the mindset there. 2017 for Giants cornerback, former Ohio State corner Eli Apple mm. is one he's going to try to forget, but probably won't. He had some personal issues. I know he had a sick family member who was going through surgery. I believe his mom had some some issues health wise, and of course this year for the Giants and the secondary especially has been an atrocity. I mean, guys getting suspended, mm-hmm. guys not showing up. After the bye week, just a mess. I mean, Janoris Jenkins, you know, he was in the news as well. I mean, Eli Apple's certainly been in the news. Well, he was the one who said culture change that they needed Eli Apple. So now Eli Apple is getting fined, and it's because he tweeted during the game. So I don't know. Do we know what he tweeted during the game? I was looking through this. He I- tweeted during the Right. A football he game. He was inactive. He's been inactive for the last four. He, he retweeted something from Ohio State. You can't do that yeah. if you're active or inactive. Right. It looks horrible. I, I agree. It happened at Texas a couple of years ago. They were getting waylaid by TCU, and, and one of the uh, defensive backs on the team was tweeting during the halftime. And he was there. It's not like he was yeah. somewhere else. Right. It's not like he was 
at home recovering from an injury. He's on the sideline. Well, you want to know why you're inactive? Because of actions like this. It's unbelievable. So anyway, this is Eli Apple on the on his tweet. No, I wasn't any confusion. That was just a mistake by me. Yeah, so he wasn't yeah. confused by the policy. He knew just the policy. Right. He knew the policy and then still did it. And this is him on getting the fine. It was in-house, so we don't talk about that. Mm, don't talk about that. It, it was in-house. in-house. Well, in-house. oh, wow. So it was handled in-house. So finally, you guys. I mean, because everybody pointed to Eli Apple as the source for that Jacina Anderson report mm. about you know McAdoo having lost the team. So now it's in-house. We're not talking about anything. Well, right? he'll, he'll only tell her. Yeah, so it's in-house. It's in-house. Okay. All right. Can't tell you guys. Yeah, everything else, a culture change in the locker room and – you know, probably, probably, we don't know for a fact, being the an anonymous source there. Okay. And uh, this is the last one. His teammates are, are with him right now. I talked to Brandon Marshall, DRC, always been a good person to talk to because he kind of went through the same thing <laughs> when he was, like, around my age a little bit. But, uh, you know, I just talked to some of the guys and they helped me out. Yeah, great when influence. He was, yeah, when you yeah. like me uh, a little bit. All right. Around D- my eight. DRC, Dominic Rogers Cromartie, who quit the Giants five times this year mm. and left. Remember that guy? Yeah, him. Well, he can be an authority on this. That's the guy. Yeah. No, we're talking this year. Not when he was around my age a little bit. No. <laughs> this year, he was still acting like that. Who would know better than DRC? Get rid of all of them. Every single one. Gio and Jones talking to LeBron next. CBS Sports Radio. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 